Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. I hope things are well in your life. It certainly has been a great summer, nice and warm, and I'm excited just to be able to share with you on another day. I want to share today about having good faith. So would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, for your goodness, for your care, for your divine hand upon our lives. I pray you would lead us and you would guide us. You'd open up new ideas and aspects of Christian living for us today. May we understand about good faith. In Jesus' name, amen. A few weeks ago, I told you I went on a a kind of a a trip to discuss things about a mission. And on this trip, they had a speaker. His name was Gabe Lyon. Gabe was the writer of the book Good Faith by David Kinnam and also by David Kinneman from the Barnum Group. They wrote it together. I was so intrigued by the book that I read it while I was there. Within two hours, I read the book. Then I met with him and talked to him. And I think I told you this a week or two ago. I'm going to interview him on the radio in August sometime. But he had some great things to say. So I've got some things and quotes from him today. And I want to talk about this a little bit. His writing and the intertwining of the truth is the intertwining of God's truth of the Word of God, and it opened my heart and mind to many things. So today I want to share some with you. I left uh, a lot of uh, ideas when I shared this at church about notes, about, I usually have an outline people follow, but I let them fill in blanks on themselves. I mean, make up their own notes on this, because I think there's some pretty important material. See, Paul wrote an incredible letter to the struggling Corinthian church, And you know, if you read much about the Corinthian church, you know how it struggled. He shared his vulnerability, but he shared the truth that all of us must understand. We need to know how to react to the things God has for us, and to be careful not to get caught up with the world's ideals and philosophies. And I know I talk a lot about that, and I do on purpose, because it's something we're all faced with on a daily basis. And I know, I don't know about you, but I know one thing. I want to walk with God and walk in his precepts and be about his business all the time. And it's not always easy, but you know what? With God's help, we can do it. Sorry about the beeping in the background. I forgot to set my timer, so I don't know where I'm going with this today. Uh, Anyway, I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And this is the Apostle Paul writing to the church of Corinth. He said, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. So you can see Paul came to the church very humble. Not as a know-it-all, but a man wanting to do the will of God. Folks, in our lives, that should totally be it. We should want and desire to do the will of God. I heard growing up over and over again from my folks and their prayers that God would provide his will to be done. And I remember them praying about many things. And they'd pray, not my will, but thine be done, O Lord. And I remember that. 
It weighed heavy me, heavy on me as a child and now as a man. Well, anyway, Paul told them that he came with the persuasion of the Holy Spirit guiding his life and his words. He wanted them to know their faith shouldn't rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. People, we have to understand that, and we have to get that down, that we have to rely on God's power. The Holy Spirit of God wants to lead each one of us and wants us to rely on his direction, not our own. Our own direction, I can tell you, will fail, and will fail miserably. With Christ, he can do all things in our life. He tells us in the Word of God he can do that. If Christians are to be agents of good faith, we've got to overcome the real or perceived barriers of talking with people who don't already agree with us. We need to become good at sharing in difficult conversations. And that comes by spending time with God and in His Word and learning about biblical life-changing truths. Do you know the truths of God? Do you know what God is all about in your life? Have you taken time to examine yourself? I talk about this today and tomorrow. I hope you'll continue to listen. Kinnaman did a survey that found out that his information, disinformation about Christians. When you look at these results, see if you fall into any of these categories. So he asked these to Christians. You know, what is it that causes you struggles in life? What is it? How do you feel about things? 54% of people said they feel misunderstood. They misunderstood by other Christians, by people, people around them. Why do people feel misunderstood, do you think? Why do Christians feel misunderstood? Is it because they're sharing their own doctrine, their own ideas? Or is it something else? I don't know. He also said 52% of people feel persecuted, feel like because they're a Christian, they're looked down upon. And that's about half the people in society. Half the Christians feel that way, 52%, just a little over. You know, I got to admit, I don't, I haven't really felt persecuted. There's been times when people have made fun or or attacked our Christian faith, but not not a lot. We don't, we're not like a lot of people in the world that they deal with this every day. 40, 44% of the people said they use the term marginalized. They feel like they've been marginalized. They feel like they've been kind of taken advantage of, and they're just, they're, they're, their doctrine of God and their love of God isn't really recognized as it could be. 40% said they feel sidelined. They feel sidelined that they just can't do anything just because of perspective of people. 38 percent of people said they feel silenced. They feel silenced by the world and around them because nobody listens to them. Nobody wants to listen to them. But I think folks here, the problem is we don't have the boldness enough to share. The boldness to share truth to people, to give them an opportunity not to be silent, give them an opportunity to stand up. Then 23 percent of people are afraid to look stupid. They're afraid to say things biblically or get into a biblical conversation because they don't feel like they're knowledgeable enough. I've had many, many people. I'm surprised that statistic is so low because I've had many people saying, well, Pastor, we don't know how to share because we're just not up on the Word of God. Well, you know what? People want to hear your heart. When you share your heart, people get that. But we need to learn and grow too, which I'll talk about in the next two days. But these issues cause Christians to stay in a quiet uh, stay in a very quiet place, out of place, out of the way, and rarely do they want to say anything that might lead someone to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. 
That is why I believe Paul shared those powerful words to the Corinthians. He was telling them that he didn't know everything. He didn't have all the answers, but by the power of the Holy Spirit in his life, he was able to share transforming truth to them. See, God wants to use us all in powerful ways, and we must be willing to trust him and seek him for encouragement, for help, for guidance. In America, unfortunately, we have pledged our allegiance to a new moral code. These are the things that have been found dealing with the world's new moral code. Listen to what the world teaches. The world teaches to find yourself, look within yourself. Yeah, look within yourself. You know, that's where all the answers lie. They don't teach you to go to your Heavenly Father. They don't teach you to allow the Holy Spirit to intervene in your life. Number two is that people should not criticize someone else's life, life choices. The world teaches, don't criticize anybody's life choices. Let them live and let live. Where the truth is we need to stand up for truth. We have friends and family that go in the wrong direction. It's not criticizing them, but it's letting them know what they're doing and how it's affecting their life. And then um, to be fulfilled in life is pursuing the things you desire most. That's what the world teaches. Pursue those things you desire the most. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's right or wrong. The fourth one is enjoying yourself in the enjoying yourself is the highest goal of your life. Your biggest accomplishment, your biggest desire and want is just to enjoy yourself. It doesn't matter what happens when you die. Eternity doesn't matter, but enjoy yourself while you live. Live and be happy. Eat, drink, and be happy. And literally that's what many people do, and they're eating and drinking themselves into eternal fire. People can believe whatever they want as long as those believe don't affect society is what they teach. Yeah, it don't matter. Believe what you want. As long as it doesn't affect anything, believe what you want. And then the last one I'm going to share today is any kind of sexual expression between two consenting adults is fine. That's what the world teaches. Hey, if you're consenting adults and, you know, you want to have sex, hey, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Well, we know what the Bible says. No moral person will have an inheritance in the kingdom of heaven. The morality of self-fulfillment is everywhere. And it's sad that many Christians, new moral code is self-fulfillment. As your quote says today, too many Christians have substituted comfortable living for life changed by the gospel. Too many Christians have substituted comfortable living for a life changed by the gospel. We want to be comfortable. It doesn't matter what the gospel says. If it fits in, hey, that's all right. That's what we think. We want to be comfortable. We, want to ha- we have a hard time wanting to be stretched or challenged. So instead of taking up the challenge and responding to the needs of those who desperately need Jesus, we all get into the oh well mode. Too many people fall into the oh well mode because we're concerned, concerned about our own welfare and not the welfare of others. Jesus told the disciples, go into all the world preaching the gospel. Spreading the good news of Jesus to a lost world. Do you think they were always comfortable sharing God's truth to disciples? I imagine they were not. They dealt with angry people that disagreed with them and disagreed with the notion of Jesus Christ being the Son of God and dying for their sins and rising again. That is where relying on the Holy Spirit of God is essential if we want to see our friends and our family and our nation know Jesus. In our own might and power, we will fail miserably. But by the power of God, we will succeed 
and help change the world. We can do that, folks. I'm going to continue on tomorrow. Then I'm going to tell you the the principles of God's code, the moral code. I hope you'll listen. Hope you have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.